Welcome to Julie Lawton Living, featuring engaging conversations on creating the life, business, and luxury home of your dreams. With over 30 years of experience in the design-build industry, Julie has completed over 1,000 remodels and custom homes in Southern California and provides architecture, design, engineering, and general contracting as a unique one-stop shop for her clients. Let's join the conversation with our host, Julie Lawton. Welcome back, everyone. This is Julie Lawton. Welcome back to the Julie Lawton Living Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about boots in the dirt. What's it life like in my life in the world of construction? And David is here to help me discuss this topic. And here we go. Well, you know, a lot of homeowners don't have really any clue what's going on on a construction site because that's not something that they go to or experience on a daily basis. So if you were to help someone who's maybe thinking about um, jumping into a remodel, give them a glimpse of what it's like from the moment you drive out to a construction site. What's going on? What do you see? What are the sights, smells, sounds, all of it? Describe it for us. Well, the construction site is like a busy restaurant on a Saturday night. There's everybody's got a job. Everybody's got a task. I mean, I'm talking a busy restaurant in the kitchen, not in the restaurant, in the kitchen. Behind the scenes, every worker's got a job. There's safety regulations. There's protocol. There's everybody knows what to do and how to do it and how to behave. So it's like you're entering in another world. And the easiest way to describe it is a kitchen uh, in a restaurant. So if you've ever been back there, it's hot, it's steamy, stuff's flying around. There's noise, there's sharding things. But in our world, we keep it even calmer and more organized because just, there's no talking unless you absolutely need it and there's no headphones and, you know, there's all these rules. But the point is you drive up to a job site and you see the men working and the minute you step on, like if it's a client is with me, we have to stop work because it's dangerous. And then and I have to make sure the floor is clean and nobody trips and twists an ankle, including me. So there's all these things you look for. But when you're walking on a job site, you're paying attention to where you're walking and you stay out of the way of the work because I work, I walk around while they're working with there's no questions. And like I said, there's a whole protocol, but it smells like sawdust, which is my favorite smell, unless, of course, we're pouring concrete. So that's different than you have that noise. But it's just another world from the street. It's um, it's an organized little beehive of work. <laughs> Yeah. Well, obviously with construction projects comes unexpected challenges. So as you're walking through, checking on things, talking to employees, talking to team members, um, share with us a situation where you kind of had to think on your feet, like, whoa, did not anticipate this, and then had to come up with a creative solution. Well, this happens all the time, almost every time after demos. So when we're demoing someone's old house and getting ready to renovate it, remodel it, during the demo, it might be the first day or the second day or the end of the week, we find something. And it's like, oh, my God, what is that doing there? Because we don't have x-ray vision and we don't expect things to show up sometimes. Like, wow, why did they do that? Or wait a minute. Oh, my God. Because sometimes you can't see the dry rot or the mold or the asbestos behind the walls and it's not supposed to be there because of the age of the home so something because there's a lot of things we anticipate but there's a lot of things we don't and gosh you know finding things behind the wall that are like what the heck is that doing there and oh my god we you know we didn't see that so then you got to shift gears and tell the homeowner immediately he we're gonna need to address this 
and here's the options and here's how long it'll take to fix it and how much it'll cost. So that turns into a change order. But you got to decide that moment because sometimes you have to stop work because you found something that, hey, it's toxic or it's not good for people. So it's a it's it's kind of constant in the business that, you know, something comes up, but it's always during demo, um, you know, phases. The rest of it's pretty there's no surprises, you know, because because we can see everything. Mm-hmm. In the midst of all of that, all the action, you described it like a a, a, a kitchen, right? When you walk mm-hmm. in and there's mm-hmm. stuff flying and the, you got sights and sounds and all kinds of things happening. Um, how do you make sure that everybody remains safe behind the scenes? Not only you, but all the employees, subcontractors, client that comes on. I know you said you got to make sure the floor is clean and everything, but like do you have monthly training? Are there certain mm-hmm. protocols? Like, take me into the safety realm. Well, the safety realm is the floor is clean. The cords don't have, you know, broken places where they short out, like no frayed cords. So there's a whole basic thing, and the floor has to be swept and clean um, where everybody else is walking. But, you know, you don't enter the site if we're delivering steel beams or putting up walls and framing. And that's what I meant by stuff flying, because when the lumber's moving around or they're putting up a wall, you're not you're not there. You, you keep the other workers out. And then when a client comes, we stop work because it's impossible because, you know, you're sawing the debris the, the flying. So we have safety gear, earplugs, eyeglasses, gloves. We have monthly safety meetings on a different topic to remind everyone what they need to do in every situation possible. There's like thousands of safety tips. But I do monthly training. It works with my insurance company. And where and it's required, plus I do the OSHA 300 log, which is I record everything that happens every week. And I guarantee you most contractors don't do this, but we do everything that's available. And I am super proactive with safety training and knowledge and um, recording everything. So it's uh, the only way to do it. And why do you do that? Like, it seems like to me, okay, if you took some shortcuts, if you, right, so you'd probably save some time, maybe save some energy, maybe save some money if you didn't do all those things. Why is that so important to you? Well, as everybody knows, I don't cut corners. I don't take shortcuts because I've always preached this. If you try to save money as a homeowner, owner, builder, or you hire that contractor that promises you a cheap price, I guarantee you it's going to cost you more at the end. It's going to cost you more and problems will happen. I mean, nightmares will happen. So, I don't cut corners. Even in my own life, I go to a naturopathic doctor and I prevent health issues by eating right, exercising, getting my sleep. But I do things to prevent health issues, just like I do things to prevent accidents. And we're always somebody walking around the sites, checking things, checking for safety, ladders, scaffolding. It's all checked and the, like I said, the floor is clean because when I show up, gosh, I don't want to twist an ankle. I've done that before. Um, not at work, though, at home. But, um, you know, they're, but we are, we're proactive and we spend the extra money and the extra time. Yes, most people, most contractors aren't like that. I hate to say it, but we're not here to save a nickel. We're here to prevent disaster, prevent problems. I am anyway. So, yeah, I think about even if a team member does become injured you're losing a valuable person. So it's oh, yeah. actually going to slow. Obviously you care about the individual oh, yeah. first and foremost, but secondly, it's going to slow down the workflow. 
Yeah, you can't afford to have accidents that injure other people or, you know, make it look like, oh, my God, she didn't do this. She didn't do that or he didn't do this yet because it really is in construction preventative and knowledge and education to everyone. We're protecting them from hurting themselves. It's all about proactive safety. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Big time. On an, on another topic, moving from safety to kind of more like new technologies, uh, the construction industry is always evolving like other industries. And so there are new technologies, different methodologies, ways to do things. How do you stay up to date on the latest trends and advancements so that you can offer those to homeowners? I have my insurance company has stuff. The OSHA has stuff. And everything's paperless, you know, wireless. It's all the apps are on the cell phone now. We used to have these big binders at the job site. Now we could keep everything on our phone. Everything's become paperless in easy access. And all the workers have the app on their phone. So there's no excuse you don't know something. Everything's in English and Spanish and any other language needed. So it's just about keeping up with modern technology because it's available. And if you don't have it, all you have to do is ask. It's so yeah, easy. yeah. With multiple uh, projects going on at one time, you're driving from place to place, which I encourage people to watch uh, episodes of our show in the truck with Julie Lawton. It comes out every Friday on our YouTube channel. So those mm -hmm. are great to see behind the scenes as well as we do social media posts uh, every day. But people will see you're moving from project to project, which requires a high level of organization and time management. So how do you prioritize where you put your boots in the dirt, you know, and how do you hmm. how do you keep yourself on track in terms of schedule, budget, um, organization of tasks? How do you manage that all of that? Well, as the designer, I have the plans memorized and I know what we're doing so that the Bible, the plans that's already sorted out because that's me. And then the contracting part every single day, I have a discussion of what we're doing and we do it in the morning and at the end of the day. And we also do it at the beginning of the week. So we have a layout every week of what we're doing. And every single sub is scheduled. Every single vendor item is coordinated for delivery. And every single worker is, it does, the work is discussed every morning. So what happens is sometimes we shift things a little bit because we need to do something to accommodate some other sub subs work or what they're doing. And I have to shift things on a moment's notice. And I'm so used to it that I'm doing this standing on my two feet it's seven in the morning. Okay. This is what we're doing. This is the new game plan. It's like a new play in a football when you, you know, we're in the huddle and, and it, the, the play changes, boom. So I'm used to it because I'm running the show and I am running the construction com company personally. So it happens all the time, but we try to project the week and then we go day by day. But if I need to shift gears, it happens in a second. And then everybody shifts with me. And that's the cool part about having a good, loyal team. So it's constant, but I'm good at that part. <laughs> As um, homeowners are hearing you describe what it's like to be on a construction site and how you manage everything, are there any misconceptions or stereotypes of home construction or the construction industry that you maybe would like to set straight? Well, misconceptions or stereotypes. I mean, everybody has a stereotypical um, scenario of what a woman is, and that's usually the decorator, and the architect's usually a man, and the contractor's usually a man. So I blew that all out of the water years ago. So it's still challenging that 
because they people see an architect that's been in business many years and they can't imagine that oh the girl can do it you know things like that but all those stereotypes I live through them and you know that's why I'm careful not to call myself a decorator I'm a designer there's there's it's it's so challenging because people assume things so that's the part but Women are better organizers, and um, I have a me- mechanical engineering background in architecture, interior interior design, which is design, not decorating. And um, you know, it's it's makes it fun to just be me and standing there and <laughs> see people's reactions. So that's all I can tell you. The stereotypes are there, but they're not as bad as they used to be. But they're there. <laughs> Last question for you. Why do you do what you do? Like, why is this rewarding to you? Why is it fulfilling? Why are you in the design and contracting world? Well, first of all, I'm able to do it. I'm extremely talented in design. It's easy for me. I hate to say that, but the design, the architecture is easy. And I do the contracting because I could not stand to be in this business if I wasn't the contractor and helping the homeowner because it all boils down to one thing. I do it because it helps the homeowner. I can sleep at night. They can sleep at night. It's stress-free because I am championing, championing the project for them up for their best interest. It's not my best interest. It's the homeowner's best interest. It's a huge responsibility to take somebody's dreams, put them on paper and see that it gets built without hiccups and without stress. Cause when you plan from day one, and you organize and you follow through the plans as one person, it's amazing. Nothing goes wrong except for the surprises and the unknowns, which are addressed as they come along. But it's a total different experience. And I really do it to make it better for the homeowner. It's simple. I love that. Awesome. All right. Hey, as you're listening, just know we've got lots of previous episodes. Julie sharing her uh, experiences and stories, and encourage you to check out all those previous episodes at julielottenliving.com or your favorite podcast app. And of course, you can check out and follow all of our social media accounts, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, where we're posting behind the scenes videos on a daily basis. And uh, yeah, it's just great to have have you listening and encourage you to leave a review or a rating or uh, shoot Julie an email, tell her what you think about the show. We'd love to hear from you. So great to be with you again today, Julie. Thank you very much, David. And on that note, if anybody has any suggestions for topics or wants to ask me a question, just go to my website and the contact page and it goes right to my email and we'd be happy to hear from you. And thank you again for listening. We hope you enjoyed the conversation today and we encourage you to follow Julie Lawton Design Build on all social media platforms so that you can get a behind the scenes look at Julie's life and leadership as she designs and builds beautiful custom homes. All the links are in our show notes available at julielawtonliving.com or by swiping up on your phone now. See you next time on Julie Lawton Living.